that it's not is just like seeking out, you know, or doing evil things just to be because you yourself are aware that it's evil. You know, like that's not a that's not a thing humans do. That's a that's a thing that like the people on Captain Planet do. That's a thing that's like Austin Powers. It's like this is deliciously evil. I'm doing this because it's evil. Yeah. But not for no other reason. <laughs> I mean, if it can be done in a in like that in a parody way where like that's the joke is that this is like a, they're actually kind of an incompetent villain and they're they're <clears throat> doing evil things because they're part of a the industry that is evil or something like that. Right. Uh you know, it's like the guild of calamitous intent kind yes, of thing. Yes. Yeah. But if you're trying to play it straight and say like no, the motivation is just the lust for power, then you end up in Dragon Ball Z. You know, it's it's yes. just really lazy mm-hmm. writing because you can't think of a good motivation to actually do thing, but do a thing. But you also can't think of a good thing to go after besides the generic term power, right? Like they don't actually yeah. desire anything other than being stronger than the people that yeah. they want to they they their power to. to like but like to what end like is there somebody else that they want to go kill right like <clears throat> yeah i don't know right yeah i it it made me think of uh like thinking of that of, is like makes me think of this um there was apparently a like kind of a what if dc sort of thing where there's like an inverse Justice Society or an inverse Justice League where they're all villains, right? There was a Justice League episode about it, but there's also like an animated movie uh, where, and this is great because the the alternate universe Batman is called Owlman and he's voiced by James Woods. So, <laughs> but, but he's a total like nihilist character. And so he um, like, he, he reasons... And there's a clip on YouTube you can watch, but he re- basically reasons that like, um, he takes like the multiverse theory of like, okay, there's say there's like an infinite number of Earths based on, um, like the different like points of chance, kind of like how Futurama does it, where like every decision like branch into a different universe, and so every action that you take is inconsequential because there's like an infinite number of um, universes where a different decision was made, so like nothing you do matters, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, because in the in the in the larger picture, like somebody did it. If I didn't do it, somebody did. Yeah, or if I did do it, like inf- equal in, number infinite people infinity people infinity me's didn't do it. You know, mm-hmm. uh, and and so he's he's basically like, what I want to do is find Earth Prime and destroy it creating a cascade of destruction to every other like universe. And I'm like, that's interesting. I mean, he's at least got a, he's got a goal and his motivation is like, is just kind of like a weird skewed psychology, but it's like, you know, he actually like, you know, gives his lists, his reasons for why he wants to do it. Does the Joker foil him each week? Is that how that works? <laughs> it's called the the jester but i don't they don't really get into that like uh because it's just a in this case it was just a one-off one-off movie i think they're called like the crime syndicate of america or something like that 
Yeah. It's such a boring acronym. <laughs> yeah. So this is still in beta. And it's been a few weeks because of various things happening. But here we are. We're back. Mm-hmm. And uh, I've been... Uh, man, I've just been so in Zelda. that like So I ended up getting a Switch, and I've got Zelda, and I'm just... It's a very fun. And it's also just very um, consuming as far as like how I can just kind of like lose time to it. <laughs> uh-huh. um, because one of the things it, it does, it does the thing that I really like about um, it does a few things that I really like about open world games, which is I can be doing something and get done with it and then like look a little bit to the left or right and see a thing that looks interesting, go over there and, Oh, that was interesting. Oh, what's that? Oh, that was interesting. You know, or like, you know, I want to climb to the top of this mountain. Oh, I got to the top and now there's a thing on it, you know? And so there's not the, 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 well, the world maps are very big. I still haven't uncovered all of it. And I've put in just like dozens of hours and I've just been kind of making my way through, um, but there's also like all of the intricate, like just the like very simple idea mechanics systems that like all link together are pretty crazy. Uh, so so even stuff like um, how elements work together and how that affects like you've got like a temperature gauge. So you remember in Zelda 64 when you went to like Death Mountain and you get inside and you start like getting hot. Getting hot. Okay, so they've taken that to an extreme of, like, now there's, like, varying degrees of being hot and cold. So you can go to, like, the top of a frosty mountain, but you have to wear, like, winter clothing. Or um, you can eat food that gives you, like, cool, like, cold resistance. And on top of that, there's also elemental weaponry. So you can just have a fire-enchanted sword, and it'll heat you enough like for some areas. And so all of that stuff just kind of works. And it's, and it's the kind of, there's so many situations where you think, I wonder if this works. And it does because they already thought of that, you know, that's pretty cool. Like, uh, I was talking to a friend of mine, um, and like I had gotten a horse and, uh, but the horse has like when you, so you can find wild horses, right. And you have to sneak up on them or just like paraglider, like land on them. And then there's like a little like breaking the horse mini game where you have to like have enough stamina to jam on the soothe button to like soothe them. I don't know, I don't know what the soothe button means. It's it's just patting them, patting them. You know, it's petting them. Why does it take stamina? <laughs> it's more like it's a, a light pet. No, well, yeah, well, it's not a heavy pet. <laughs> Better uh, not be. Yeah, a, no, horse. It's a horse. But this is Japan. But uh, I don't know what that means. <laughs> you know what it means. Uh um so oh, it, i think of it more like like rodeo like it's bucking around and stuff and so you're like your stamina is draining from that kind of stuff um so anyway um but there's a bond level that's that's also there and that's that's kind of how much it like because it'll try to like fight you or something if the bond's too low it'll just kind of like start to kind of veer off direction or something or like you know not let you turn it and stuff and you have to like soothe it again and calm it down but, um, and so one of the things was like, I wonder if I can just feed this horse an apple. 
And so I pull out, and, and one of the things you can do is like just pile a bunch of stuff into your arms to hold mm -hmm. it. And so I just piled a bunch of apples into my arms and walked in front of the horse, and he started eating the apples out of my arms. And his bond started to raise because he started to get these like little like like pink chimey sort of things, twinklies over, <clears throat> over his head. Like what happens whenever you sue them enough. And I'm like, yeah, <laughs> feeding my horse, buddy, and making him like me. And so you can just like feed your horse a bunch of apples and he'll be your buddy, you know, mm -hmm. and it'll increase your bond. And it's just one of those. And you can do that with dogs, too. And the dogs will like show you secret treasures and stuff. So it's a lot of cool stuff like like that, you know, and like how. uh you, you can do stuff like find flint, drop flint on the ground, smack it with a metal sword. That creates a spark which will light fires and stuff in grass. Yeah. And also, like, when a rainstorm comes through, it puts the fires out on stuff. Or, uh, you know, it's all kinds of crazy things that are all sort of interconnected. And if you're thinking about how to take advantage of those things... Uh, while you're running around, then, uh, like you just feel really cool for like doing or like figuring these things out or doing these things, and uh, I, I I love that about the game. Yeah, well, that's cool, and it seems like it's like like the old the other Zel the old Zeldas were kind of well they they kind of got to a point where it was very regimented, like you had to do this dungeon to get the tool to go do the next dungeon kind of thing. Yeah. And it seems like that's not really the case anymore. Like there's lots of like in some, some cases, lots of different ways to get somewhere. Oh yeah. Like because <clears throat> the bulk of the map is an open world thing. Um, your approach to like get from point A to point B can be very different. You know, you could try to try to like just a lot of times what I end up doing is just like taking the high ground and dropping bombs on things. Or like dropping, dropping, dropping stuff on stuff. Like literal high ground, not like moral high ground. Right. Well, I've already got the moral high ground, right? Oh, okay. Um, because <laughs> so... <laughs> you just give everybody apples. Yeah, because I give like everybody them. apples. They all um, like me. But yeah, you can say like, uh, you know, you can find stuff in the environment, like knock down a tree and roll a tree down a hill, and that'll do damage to people, or just roll a bomb down a hill and blow people up and try to like use the terrain to your advantage. Cause you, if you like blow up these, uh, Bobakins or Moblins or whatever, it'll like, they'll just ragdoll into the air from the explosions. And if they fall into the water, then they die instantly. So you can just like knock them into the water and it's like, okay, fine. I, I saw a gif and I'm not sure if it's real or not of like somebody basically blasting themselves from like a top of a mountain all the way, like on the Zel top of Zelda's palace or something. Like, I believe something. it. <laughs> I mean, there's probably a way to do that. Yeah, there's something crazy. So that, I thought that was kind of funny looking. Yeah, I, I saw a gif. So the other thing is about it is they, like there's a lot of these shrines scattered around. And getting into the shrine can sometimes be a puzzle in itself. And that's another thing that like feels fun to like figure out what to do there. Uh, but inside the, the temp, these, these shrines are, again, like, more puzzles and there's usually like a straightforward puzzle and then like bonus objective sort of stuff that's in there to like get all of these different sort of hidden treasure chests and uh 
but they're all like just different puzzle rooms and it's so it's like using the the set of like rune powers that you have that you started out with you can you can like get through these things and sometimes you can like cheat them too or like you feel like they're cheating them because it'll be something like oh you've got to like light all of these torches at the same time and like and if you don't have but but if you have like fire arrows and it's just like oh i'll just shoot all of them that's cool i'll you know expend some fire arrows or you can use their like elaborate you know puzzle thing to like move a thing around and shift the blocks or something and and get all these torches lit but like even those sometimes feel like there's different ways to approach them Mm -hmm. um and uh yeah yeah it's 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 cool and then and then like beyond that the there are these like divine beast things that are like the main story dungeons but those are just giant puzzle rooms too and you can do those in any order like some some regions have like enemies that are noticeably stronger. So and and I guess the one thing about this game is there's a lot of like palette swapping of enemies. So you'll find like there's, you know, one Bobakin and like he's brown, but then the blue ones are a little tougher and then the black ones are even tougher. Yeah, I mean that's that's classic Zelda. Yeah. Right? And that's seems like something they kind of broke away from in the later games, but like I mean, even like the like the Super Nintendo Zelda did that, right? Like you'd have like the green, blue, and red guards, right? And they were increasing in difficulty. And but yeah, it seems like after that, it was just every area had totally unique enemies, and there wasn't any kind of like escalation or anything, except for like maybe like you know the bats that would like the there would be like a bat, and then there'd be like the bat that like sets on fire and the ice fire bat. And... Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so. So this leans more into that, and I think that's, like, it's totally fine, because you can start to, like, you can just learn their attacks, and it's more difficult because they hit harder, and they, and you have to hit harder back. But uh, you also, like, there's all kinds of, like, uh, equipment upgrades, and, like, uh, you can get more, you know, more powerful weapons, but also, like, um, uh, modify your armor so that it becomes more powerful. Um, so there's there's like and you're also, you know, getting more heart containers, getting more whatever. But um, <clears throat> so so to some extent, it becomes kind of a wash for these, like as you get more experienced in the game um, and then the level of difficulty that raises on some of the enemies and stuff. But but the the like beasts and stuff like themselves for the for the most part, like you can kind of take any of them out, you know, in any order. There's no, like, you can just go whenever to wherever. And it's a pretty cool feeling. Cool. Yeah, I've been playing uh, some of the Knights of the Old Republic 2 just to get back into that. So I've had, I'm kind of having to play through it with the walkthrough as I go through stuff because right now, like, I have no idea what is new content from that mod and what isn't yeah because i don't i don't remember the i don't really remember the game well enough so i'm just kind of like okay do this and this and that also it just kind of helps me because i like to cheat and know like what gives me the most profit and i could just like reload and play through each mini each side quest Mm -hmm. and go through like the four dialogue options to figure out what gave me the most profit but it's like ugh 
is dumb. I don't want like I did that for a while and was just like, oh, this is just annoying. Let me just read through and see what what each one gets me because this is dumb. Oh, like, <laughs> like I just I don't like having to quick load like five times for no reason. It's taking me long enough to get through this game as it is. <laughs> yeah, it's like, um, but yeah, I think like I know I I, I think the big thing is the. HK Droid Factory is like one of the big. Yeah, that's like a whole planetoid sort of thing that was not in the first. In yeah, the I, 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 I'm not exactly sure how big this piece of content is, but what I could tell right now is I've like I don't know if you remember like how the game worked, but there was you have all the companions that you get, and then there's influence levels. Like, so whenever you do certain quests or have certain dialogue trees with them, you can raise or lower their influence with you yeah which makes them one their alignment becomes more like your alignment but it also unlocks stuff like there's a lot of characters that you you know if you get them a high enough influence you can make them into a jedi which is awesome because then you just got like a crap load of jedi running around (laughs) yeah but then like the droids can get certain things like you know if you get influence with like the t3 droid then you can give him upgrades that raise his stats. Mm-hmm. And then like the very last upgrade raises your stats for some reason. <laughs> you gain wisdom or something. Oh. Um, and then there's like the HK droid. He'll tell you how to kill Jedi. If you talk to him, if you get him to like you enough, he'll, he'll tell you his tricks for killing Jedi. And then that also raises your stats. So there's, there's like a whole bunch of like free stat points that you can get in this game uh, from different like, influence trees and stuff um there's a wookie you can make stupider and stronger if you, <laughs> if he really likes you wait how do you determine that he's getting dumber because he loses two intelligence points and gains two strength points mm, okay so i assume that just that's i assume you made him dumber that's how that works right <laughs> intelligence is, is your yeah because intelligence and strength are like inverse properties yes i'm i'm not going to try and fully explain why he loses the two intelligence points but yeah um but that's kind of like a, a lot of that stuff and some of them you just find out you know more about the story if you get them to like you enough um but uh so i saw so it was like an influence kind of based thing uh because they bring back hk47 who was like the hunter killer droid in the first game Mm-hmm. He comes back. The best character. <laughs> yes. He is the second best character in this game because they made a new droid, which is even better. Oh, the murder bot? Yes. The torture the torture droid. bot. The yeah. torture droid. Yes. Go- Goto. Uh, yeah, he's great. Um, I actually think his name is G0-T0, but I can call him Goto. Yeah. Uh, the, uh, but... <clears throat> But yeah, so like I quickly like went and was like, oh, let me just murder some people in the face because HK likes that. And so I got his in, I got his influence up really high pretty quickly. Um. <laughs> Did you like, okay, but. <laughs> Who are these people? Who are these people? Yeah. Uh, you know, just like a droid merchant and stuff like that. Worth- like <clears throat> there's, there's, there are, if you're familiar with like how the Knights of the Old Republic games work. There are generally lots of places where just for the purpose of like gaining light side points or dark side points, like you'll just like walk up to a guy who's 
really like the only reason he's there is that he'll come up and be like, hey, how are you doing? And you'll be like, I'm doing well. Here's some money. Like I said, points gained. Or he'll come up to how you're doing and you'll say, fuck you. Shoot you in the face. Like dark side points. And I got your money. <laughs> and like, that's all that they exist for is just for you to have an opportunity to murder them to gain dark side points. And so those guys, if you murder them, most of the dark side characters will be like, oh, yeah, that was awesome. And then they gain influence. Because they're super happy about it. And some of the people that aren't... You just start high-fiving for yeah, murder. Yeah, exactly. They, like, you know, they, they freaking, you know, Top Gun, high-five, you know, whirlwind high-five each other. Uh-huh. Um, but, and then there's some people that, like, seem kind of not evil. And then they're still like, I couldn't help myself, but I killed him anyway. Influence gain. And you're like, all right, yes. <laughs> Wait. So there's people who are, like, kind of neutral, but they're just like... I don't know. It seemed pretty good killing them. Yeah, there's definitely some story pieces that are, you know, that it, like kind of the game kind of hints at, like with your character, like people, I guess, kind of lose themselves in you, which is, I guess, part of the influence mechanic. But like, mm. there's definitely some people that's like, you're like, this guy's a total innocent and the people with me are good. Yeah. But if I murder this person... This person is going to be like, I'm going to join in on the murder, and I don't know why, but I did it, and now I like you more. <laughs> and it's like, well, that's weird, but okay, maybe it'll be explained at the end of the story. <laughs> they just want to be part of the group. Yeah, I just yeah. wanted to fit in. Everybody was killing him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, murder! But, but then there's a couple of people that if you murder him, they're like, you should, really shouldn't have murdered that guy. And they'll, and they'll get mad at you, and then you'll lose influence. And you're like, ugh, now you step away from Jedi. I gotta undo that murder. Let me go put in a party guy who's okay with the murder so I can do this. <laughs> I gotta get past him. Now, is in this game, is murder always the best option? So that's something I want to talk about. So, yes. I mean, pretty much. <laughs> okay, yeah. Right? Like, yeah. So the thing... That's kind of like how I felt. Of, did you ever play the original Bioshock? Um... Oh, yes, yes. I know. It's like you can kill the children, yeah. suck their juices out or something. Yeah, you can suck their juices or you can not. Mm-hmm. But I thought they, I thought if you, I thought the way it worked is if you didn't suck all their juices, and maybe this is just because I tried it, that at the very end, they unlocked, like, they all, like, unlocked this, like, thing that, like, was way better than if you had sucked all their juices. I think I think there's a better reward for not killing all of them, but you have to 100% not kill any of them. Okay, so there's no no halfway or whatever. No, there's no partial reward. Like, if you just kill half of them, then that's, like, the dumbest decision. It's either you murder them all or you murder none of them, I think, is the only... Yeah. No, uh, well, I think... I. Not just, n- not knowing about the end of the game, like, non-murder reward, I, I it was like... Oh, you can kill these kids and uh, get their juices. And I said, yes, I do want these girl juices <laughs> because it increases my killing power. And... Uh, increase my killing power. <laughs> and when this game is about shooting with a gun and then shooting with a magic gun, like and the way to, the way to power up my magic gun is by killing these girls. I'm going to kill these girls. <laughs> like That's yeah. what's going to happen. Yeah, I think there was a thing where like if you didn't kill them all, if you saved them all or whatever, that like it was way better. Oh. But you're probably never going to play the game again to find out. No, I 
I don't think I even have it anymore. I don't know. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that's the thing. Like, so I can understand how evil is generally more profitable, but it's like. <laughs> Wait, is this the game world or the real world? Well, I mean, both, right? <laughs> okay. You know, I mean, it's kind of both. It's, uh, it is kind of both. It's kind of both. It's kind of both. Um, but, like, they really just don't reward being good. And I think this is, like, all games. Yeah. Except for maybe, like, the Bioshock one. But then they don't, like, they don't reward being good unless you're friggin' angelic. Like, unless you're just, like, completely off the girl juice for the entire game. <laughs> Then, you know, yeah, but like that's that's I feel like that's kind of a problem. I see a lot. It's like, why even have a good path? Like, right. I feel like I really feel like the people that make the Knights of the Old Republic games want you to play evil because it's like if you're evil, like here's a quest line. If I take the evil option, then this guy is going to give me a lot more money. Than if I took the good option. And in fact, if I take the good option, usually the most good costs me fucking money. I gotta give this guy money now. Yeah. You know, but if I choose the evil option, I kill him and take his money. And so it's like there's I there's like that like wealth prop part of it. And Knights of the Republic 2, like, money isn't nearly as like important as it was in the first one, like, because there's so many things that drop equipment, like it just like, stores aren't super useful. Like, they don't usually have great stuff. And then it's just, like, buckets of loot. They're, like, every... Most of the loot you get just comes from everywhere. And it's not like the old one where... The original game, like, you could know exactly where... What every barrel and every container and every level had in it exactly. Uh-huh. And, like, if I kill this guy, he's going to drop this item kind of stuff. But now they did, like, more of, like, a randomized loot thing. So... Each time you play through, like, you may have totally different items than the time you played with you before. Mm-hmm. Um, and stores are the same way where they're random. So it's like, if you go to this guy and his store is crap, you're like, oh, well, that's a crap store. So, yeah, you know, whatever. Um, but you, you the the crafting system got a lot more elaborate, like, and uh, it's you you build like, you know, the upgrades and stuff like you could upgrade. There'd be like a gun and there's like three parts that you could upgrade, like. They added, like, this really elaborate crafting system to where every skill that you can have in the game pretty much has our item upgrades that you can craft. So okay. it's really more about, like, if you find an item that you don't even like, you can break it down into components and then craft it into an upgrade for a weapon that you have. So most of your power comes from crafting cool upgrades, which you don't really need money for. Yeah. Um, I haven't sold hardly anything. Like, well, yeah, but you just kill people for money, so <laughs> right, sure, yes, yeah, I, I make enough money through my murder killings, but um, yeah, it, and it's generally just better, like, it's most of the time it's better to just if you find that and you don't even sell it for money to buy stuff from the store because you just it's better to break it into components because the, the good items you can't really buy in the store anyway, and then yeah, they need components to craft upgrades, so. But it's, yeah, but it's just still, it's just like, okay, money is not that big a deal. So, okay, maybe if I give him money. But then it's like, experience becomes now the real currency that matters. Like, gaining levels by killing things. Because there is definitely a finite amount of experience in the game. Because enemies don't come back. And quests, you know, there's no repeatable quests or anything. 
So, so you can't grind. You just have right. to like go through the go through the the motions. Yeah. So, like once you've done everything there is to do on a planet, like you've you've killed all the enemies that exist, you've done all the side quests that exist. That's it. You have drained that planet of all of its resources, and so the only thing you have to do now is move on. And so, but even that, like, it seems like even that, like, there's more of a XP reward for being evil because usually it's like. If I help this guy and I'm good, I resolved it peace. I resolve things peacefully and I get 500 XP. If I resolve things evil, I kill him. I finish the quest. I get 500 XP plus the XP I got for murder killing him. <laughs> so now it's like, well, this is like everything about being evil is better. Like, why would you ever want to be good? Yeah. Yeah. It seems like they should have tried to like balance out the force a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because it does seem really one-sided, like you're only making it harder for yourself to be good. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, I was. <laughs> this brings me back to a conversation I was having with my coworkers, where I I essentially said that I play video games like a sociopath. Like I look for like what's the best like what's the best just objective benefit for how to play this scenario out, and they'll do it that way. Like yeah, that's how I do too. You, you, everybody should play games like a sociopath because I mean, that's the way you're going to get the, I mean, if you're trying to play like min max game, like I guess we do. Yeah. There's, there's definitely no role play involved for us. Maybe that's something that people care about, but it's like, whatever. I'll say role play for like (laughs) pen and paper RPGs. Yeah. Where it actually matters. Right. (laughs) And we're, and we're, if the GM doesn't reward you for being good when your character is good alive, then you can say, fuck you, you're doing your job wrong. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Right. And usually you can just make crap up and if the DM's like, okay, that's a cool idea, then you'll get rewarded for the cool idea, which is not a thing you can do in a video game. (laughs) Yes. But yeah, I mean, I, I, I get it, right? It's like if there's, you know, three different ways to get that, that door open and on the other side of the door is treasure. One way is I have to pay this guy money, Uh right? And then he'll go open the door for me. Another, like, the neutral way is, like, I'm skilled enough that I can convince him that he wants to open the door and he'll do it. Or the easy way is I kill him. Oh, he drops a hundred bucks and the key and I open it. I'm going to kill him even if I can smooth talk my way out of it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Because. Because I get extra. Because you get extra. There's extra. Why would I And you probably got XP for killing that guy, too. Yeah, exactly. Why would I leave that on the table? Right. Uh, that's, that's of course, the extra dick way is to smooth talk him, get him to open it, kill him, put him in the room. <laughs> uh huh. But yes, like I, I think like my favorite thing was like when you when you showed me in the first day of sex that if you set this one child on fire, he would go running around unlocking like all of the things in the room so that you could save the five lockpicks that you needed to get that room open. Yeah. And it was like one puff of flame juice, which I have hundreds of. Yeah, I have to like dump my extra ammo for the flamethrower because I'm not. U- I only like yeah, do one have, puff. You have so much extra fl- flamethrower ammo, but it's like you just go puh, just one little puff of fire, and he runs around and unlocks everything for you. I don't care. I set a baby on fire. I got all that stuff. I still have those five lockpicks, and those are hard to come by. And you know what? All that kid did. He just asked you for food. Yeah. You know what? It's like what? Oh, now I got to give up my chocolate and not set you on fire. <laughs> Yeah, that's not going to happen. But yeah, like that's that's the kind of stuff that like I figure out how to do. (laughs) 
Yeah. It's like when people were like, oh, geez, the, the classic example is that like, uh, which like if you're doing this, like you're wasting your time. But like, remember in GTA when like you could pull over and pick up a hooker and like get some health back by uh-huh. like, and then it would cost you some money to like sleep with the hooker or whatever. And, and then you run over and then the you run, run over the hooker with the car and she drops all the money. Well, she doesn't drop the money you spent. Like if you run over a hooker, she'll like drop that money anyway. But anyway. <laughs> But it, it's like, and and so like parents are like, oh, that's disgusting. Like, what is it teaching our children? And it's like, oh, it's teaching them that this hooker had a lot of money in her. <laughs> right, exactly. But but like, if you try to extrapolate that to real life, like, well, then you got a real problem. But but yes, but it's like that's just the game mechanics and how they work. So it's like, of course, just exploit them. Like, yeah, <laughs> she's not a real person. She's right, exactly. It's like I killed a digital thing. You know. Oh well, I do that all the time on accident because yeah. I drive real bad. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, in that game that is true. Yeah, like there's very little consequence in GTA Three for running over street lights and like tumbling over a bunch of people. Yeah, but uh, well, and that's the other thing too about like the Knights of the Republic game. It's like I'm just like pull blaster out and just shoot this guy, and there's no there's no fallout for it. Nobody cares. Yeah. You know, and like some of them, it's like, if I hadn't killed this guy, he'd be dead now because of the way the plot advanced. So it's like, ugh, why? now I just feel really dumb for not doing it. <laughs> right. Or like in, uh, oh, I was telling somebody when I, when I play uh, an Elder Scrolls game, well, before they offered you like houses that you could buy, I would just find a guy in the town that was closest to where I started, kill him and take his key and then take his house. Yeah. And then that's where I put all my stuff. Yes. You know, because you got to have a place to put your stuff. Otherwise, you get over encumbered. Right. And yes. so, like, you know, Morrowind, you didn't have a house you could buy. So, and there's so many non-essential characters in the game. It's like. Right. It's just like Jack, Jack, you know, Lance <laughs> over here. And you just like stab him in the face. And, and nobody cares. The plot doesn't change. Like nothing is affected. Nobody even reacts to you killing him. <laughs> if you do it right. Right. If you don't get caught. Right. Now, what I did do, and what I had a habit of doing in that game, was taking all the clothes off except for the shoes and piling them next to them to mark my kill. And so... <laughs> That's a little twist. <laughs> but so, what I thought was... Re- <laughs> what I thought was, like, great was, like, the weird, uh, you know, essentially tombstone I had set up for this guy, which was his his, like, you know, shirt and pants in a nice stack in the middle of town where I killed him. And like every once in a while, I would just run by those and remember that's where that dead guy was. <laughs> that's right. Kill that guy. That's right, kill that guy. Stole all of his clothes except for his shoes and then put them in a pile next to his body. Well, I guess I'll go into this house, <laughs> put more books on the stack of books that I've got. <laughs> yes. I, I needed that shelf to load up all these Daedric hammers I keep getting and, you know, Oblivion gates. Oh, no, this is this is Morrowind. This oh, is, Morrowind. Yeah, yeah that was, that's even sooner. Yeah. Yeah, and that's before you could put books on shelves. This is when I just had oh, like... Oh, yeah, I had like a weird Ghostbusters stack of books. Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. <clears throat> and that was the game where you could stack stuff. And then pull the bottom thing of the stack out, and it would... Yeah. St- yeah, there was no physics, really. I mean, right. yeah, there was there was gravity and stuff, but there was definitely not like a... Yeah, no object-based physics. It just yeah. like player, you know, jump land, that kind of stuff, but that's it. Yeah, and I built... I built like towers into the sky of books 
And that was like how I would like get around on the map sometimes. Like, I want to get to the top of this building. Well, <laughs> jump, jump, place a book, jump, place a book. And I just had like these like flying book ladders that I would use to get places. Yeah. Well, until you got the spells that could like increase your jump height. Oh, well, sure. Yeah. Yeah. Then it was just, I have to go now. My planet needs me. And it's like, yes. And like the crazy, like the spell. And then like the speed potion was like jump and hit the forward button. And then I'm like 10 screens into the ocean. Yeah. You went through like eight loading screens before you let go of your button. <laughs> yes. Oh, it's so horrible. As it happens, you have like 5,000 speed and move forward a space. Yeah. It's just like, no, <laughs> no, it's too fast. Yeah. You don't exist. You're not even on this planet anymore. Well, yeah. But they I had mean, like the weird infinite ocean yeah, thing. Technically, I, I jumped to the mainland from Morrowind, I'm sure. Yeah. If you look at like the Elder Scrolls Online map. Yeah. <clears throat> but. Man, Morrowind, that was a great game. But yeah, like, I don't. I guess back to the point of like. uh, Like black and white, like good and good versus evil they it's rarely done well (laughs) (laughs) yeah and it always you always feel like a chump for being good which i don't know maybe that says something about like the game designers (laughs) (laughs) for either like not knowing how to like properly reward good behavior or just thinking that like the like the 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 good is the feeling you should get from doing the good thing and it's Mm. like I think I just, I, and again, I really, I think the thing I hate the most in in the Knights of the Old Republic games is that I have to, like, fucking pay all these cheap-ass beggars off to get the light side coins. Like, really? I don't want to give you money. Just shut up. Yeah. Like, <laughs> just like, is there something else nice I can do that, like, you'll pay me for? That maybe, you know, like, I'm still a nice guy, but... You know, that kind of thing. Yeah. And it's like, and it's like, it's it's always very obvious too. Like when you do a quest, if you demand the reward, you will at a minimum won't gain light side points. But frequently that also means you'll get dark side points. <laughs> it's just like, okay, I saved your asses. Gimme, gimme, gimme. And you, when you go back to them and they're like, but if you go like, oh, and they're like, oh, here, here's all the money from our planet. You're like, oh no, I couldn't possibly. Oh no, mm-hmm. I'm a good Jedi. And then it's like, and they're like, oh, well, we'll keep it. Like, no, you're supposed to give it to me anyway. Damn it. <laughs> you're supposed to say we insist. Ah, uh, light side points. Great. Great. No. The handmaiden likes me more, which is one of the good characters. It's like, oh, mm. that was a good thing you did. Yeah, thanks. Great. <laughs> Stupid H. Where's HK? Go back and murder these people. He'll enjoy it. <laughs> <laughs> Look at your robot. You love this. <laughs> Did you watch that Fantastic Beasts Harry Potter movie? That's not a Harry Potter movie? Yes, because it wasn't Harry Potter, because yeah. it wasn't all British and stuff. Okay. I was, willing to, I was willing to watch it. Okay, there was a few things I still took issue with that movie with, but overall, I liked it a lot more than any of the Harry Potter movies. Yeah, I was like, man, I want a whole American line of these wizard things, because that was way better. I think one of the first things they did that I greatly enjoyed was one guy, you know, got off the train or the boat or whatever, and it was just like, oh, we call we call non-magic users muggles. And they're like, oh, we call them no-magics. 
in America. And I'm like, oh, thank you. That's just some dumb Britishism. Like, <laughs> yes, that's exactly how I felt too, which is why I didn't like Harry Potter in the first place. Like, oh, I just, I can't stand all these, like, I'd have called them Charles Wazzles. Yeah, like, Muggle, like, oh. Muggle uh. just sounds like, and it sounds so offensive. You know, it sounds like the N word, but for like non magic people. <laughs> Sure, sure. Yeah. Very British of them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. To come up with like the most offensive slur possible. Right. Yeah. Muggle, please. But. <laughs> Muggle, please. Oh, gosh. But, uh, yeah, I, uh, I really. So the, the thing I liked the most about that movie was the Baker character. Mm-hmm. Right. Because in the in the other movies. In all the other like Harry Potter movies, they just they do they do a bunch of like they do a bunch of dumb stuff, and you say like, "Wait, why does that work?" And they're just like, "Magic, thanks," and you go, "I guess, right?" But um, <laughs> but, it doesn't, but that doesn't explain human psychology. We know how that works, right? Kinda at least. Uh, and so, and so in this one, you've got this like fish out of water, like uh, you know, like viewer kind of proxy character like here's a guy who's like all this magic crap like doesn't make any sense and so this guy is he kind of takes it in stride but he's also kind of freaked out at the same time in a lot of ways and it's like oh finally somebody who's not just like oh a murder monster (laughs) well that's just that thing you know death (laughs) what's that like all the other people were he's just like holy shit like look at this thing it could kill me (laughs) 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 <laughs> and uh and yeah it, it it was a very good like perspective character that was lacking in all of the other like films and books um and yeah, i don't know i really enjoyed that i also enjoyed that um the um i mean i guess it, it still had some of the similar like um structural issues that i have with the other ones where it's like uh like oh there's like a there's you know they're the like they're the like rogue element that has to fix everything kind of thing and even though there's like a whole society of you know people who are like well equipped to deal with the situation um, <laughs> how is it up to just one guy yeah like, yeah pretty much <clears throat> and uh or like this you know small team that have come together under whatever reasons um yeah. And, uh, oh, what was the other thing? Uh, the, oh, the other thing was the, like, uh, and I guess this is a spoiler, but, like, the beginning of the movie introduces a character and says he did a bad thing and then never mentions him again. And then at the end, they were like, it was that guy from the first few minutes <laughs> thanks scooby-doo yeah <laughs> i'm like what a dumb thing like it doesn't make any difference that he was that bad guy from the beginning like he could have just been a bad dude like any bad dude he could have just continued to be colin farrell <laughs> yes he didn't have to suddenly turn into freaking johnny depp to be more evil yeah it, you could have just said like oh that colin farrell guy was like just a bad guy you know, but then they were like, oh, but he was secretly the really old bad guy from before that. You remember the newspaper articles where they talked about him? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yes. There was like no value in that reveal. Yeah. I agree. But but overall, like, um, 
I thought I thought it was just like a much more like a much it in in some ways in the in some some of the kind of construct of the like the team and stuff the team makeup it reminded me a lot of the like original Ghostbusters with like you know the Baker guy basically being the Winston and like the you know the creatures guy being kind of an Egon sort of like I know a lot about specters and, and and monsters in this case and and so i don't know i i thought it it that kind of like makeup of of a team like felt very good and i thought it i thought it played out pretty well so i i really enjoyed that movie i liked it because it was like kind of the time period stuff i think made it a little more fun too because it's like hey your boy why don't i tell you this why do you why you know like that kind of stuff like oh yeah i really think they did not hit that like hard enough. I think they could have done that even more over the top and I would have loved it. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> Cause like the Baker guy was like the one character that was like really kind of New York. Yeah. He kind of like, but like, you know, but part, part of it too is like, you know, like the, the, you know, the, that early era, like language, like, you know, the radio talk language where it's like, <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Like, the old radio show dialogue kind of stuff that like, sort of bantery back and forth kind of stuff. I, I feel like, you know, they, they could have done double down on that. Like some of the characters were like, it's like the one British guy, he's like, all, Oh, Oh, well, I mean, Oh, so that's fine. Like he's very British. Uh-huh. But then like, uh, then like the, the, the sister that like lives w- with the main female character, she was very like, sure. Like, Oh yeah. You know, yeah. kind of thing. Like that was great. But I, uh, yeah, I really felt like I wished, I wish they, I wish they had a little bit, a couple more caricatures like that. I think, from that kind of time period, sort of thing. So. Yeah, I did enjoy like Gangster Goblin or whatever they had in there. Uh-huh. Uh, like he, he was a, he was a good touch of being like, kind of a mob boss, but also being like a weirdo, like magic creature and like a, like a magic society speakeasy. But yeah. that was also kind of an like a nice parallel to like, Prohibition era, like also being, you know, existing for just like magic users right like having to have these like under underground sort of meeting areas and stuff yeah i think that like makes it feel like yeah it's like there's like there's like the real prohibition like the alcohol prohibition and there's like the magic kind of underground like there's kind of definitely feels like there's like a weird kind of role where that's a sort of feel like it, it ties in kind of a cool way yeah yeah so yeah, I was very pleased with that. I, I recommend it. Uh, even if you're if you've been like standoffish about the like lame child's, you know, hero stories that were the original movies, then like I think this one's a good one yeah. to be kind of an entry point. Yeah, maybe the main characters being adults also made it less. Yeah, that's true. Like more appealing. Um <clears throat> more feasible. Yeah. And less of just like a like, why do these, you know, I don't know, less of like a child fantasy sort of story. And right. Horror. I think that's, yeah, part, yes, exactly. But yeah, because it's like, if if you were like, show me a Harry Potter now, it's like, so wait a minute, this is like the equivalent of like a bunch of like kids in algebra class using math to save the world. You know, it's like, really? I feel like there's mathematicians that would have already done it. Right. <laughs> yeah. Like, how are they going to figure? Are they going to figure out some kind of different math or something? <laughs> yeah. Or they? Yeah. It's. Yeah. But um. Uh. 
I feel like that would be like a PBS show, though. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Alta Buddies. Mm, <laughs> you think of a worse title. No. Uh, uh, and it can't be Math and Magicians. Well, I was going to. Yeah, the first thing that came to mind was Math, math Magician. Yeah. Whiz Kids. Both with a Z. Ugh. No, see, that still sounds like magic, though. Oh. We're the Parabolics. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> you kids. Like, not Euclid, but like, you kids. <laughs> <laughs> I hate this segment. <laughs> okay, let's move on. Let's move on to something else before I come up with another terrible name. Yeah, but I feel like <laughs> one of the characters' like catchphrases would be like, that's algebraic. Uh that's algebraic you know something like that Mm -hmm. Um, you kids is my favorite you kids like eu k-i-d-s yeah have you seen guardians of galaxy 2 yet no not yet i haven't either oh it's i'm i'm I'm... good segue (laughs) (laughs) well it made me stop saying that terrible algebra names yeah yeah but you did did you did you finish the other one that uh uh, Iron Fist. I did, did finish Iron Fist. Did you? <laughs> you you've made this expression on your face that says, "I did, but I didn't want to." Yeah, I got through it, and that's rough. That's a rough show. It's yeah. um, they make a lot of choices about <laughs> how to, how to. There are a lot of things in that show. How to not get a second season. Yeah, yeah. 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 It, He's it, uh, de- de- definitely not going to have a second Iron Fist, just going to go straight into the Defenders, probably. Uh, yeah, I mean, they're definitely going straight to the Defenders, but yeah, that guy, well, that guy is just one of the worst actors, and and every, everything about, like, the, the, the Chi is, like, man... Everything's about Chi in that show and whether he has it or can make it happen. And uh, like he spent 15 years to control his mind and body and his emotions, (laughs) except he's the worst. He's just the worst. (laughs) Yeah. And then like the freaking ending. Okay, here's more spoilers. We're like. That guy, that 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 dude who's just like, I hate you. You should have been the Iron Fist. You took Iron Fist from me. And he and and Danny's just like, yeah, well, I beat you up then. I beat you up now because I'm Danny Rand, the Iron Fist. And and then he gets all mad and because he got beat up and then he runs off. And now and now at the end of the show, he's like talking with what's her face who uh, Meacham girl Meacham. Right. And she's like, you know, who's the worst? Danny. Even though he risked his life to save me. Three times. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, yeah, I hate him. He's the Iron Fist and I should be. We should kill him. And then Madame Gal is over there drinking coffee like, nobody sees me, right? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just more like, you know, you know that when somebody's dead, they can come back to life. You've seen it. You know. Yeah. And yet you take your eyes off the body. Right. Who takes their eyes off the body? Don't take your eyes off the body. Well, yeah. And also, 
You mutilate those bodies. You double kill everything from now on. <laughs> yeah, as soon as you know that people can come back to life because of the hand or whatever, like you chop those bodies up. You double kill everything. You chop them up and you set them on fire. Yeah. No, you know you don't take your eyes off the body. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They're just bad. I mean, he trained his whole life for this moment and just, like, wasted it. And then the other chick, like, trained her whole life as well. And, like, ugh. And they're both bad. <laughs> and it... I thought it was gonna get better. And then... That, uh, what is it? The dude meets him, not the Herald, the Warrior Ward? Mm-hmm. And, and he kind of, like, he kind of pulls a 180, but... Again, like every person that's it, like both Harold or both Ward and Danny are like trying to convince people, they neither one of them learned anything about how to convince people because their way of convincing people is shouting exactly the thing they want the person to think, right? <laughs> and then if they don't believe it, if they're just like, ah, I think you're acting really crazy, then they say it louder and more forcefully. Uh-huh. And then, you know, and like, like you say, like, you have to listen to me. This is the thing. Like, like, okay, I didn't listen to you the first time. So saying that I have to now, if I'm clearly not listening to you saying I have to listen to you now, I'm still not listening to you. It's like, you're really not helping me like see your point of view by just like shouting it more. <laughs> yeah. Because, like, whenever he gets the, you know, he he comes, he sees that his dad's, you know, resurrected from the dead again or whatever. And he's like, all right, Joy, like, hey, you know, dad, dad's pretty crazy. Like, I don't know what he's going to do to you. And she's like, what are you talking about? I haven't seen dad in 13 years. And he's like, well, I've seen dad over this whole time. And, like, he's going to get real weird. <laughs> and and she's like, well, I want to spend some time with him. And he's like, no, come with me. You don't get it. And the dad's like, hey. What's going on? And he's like, shut up, dad. I hate you. And Joy says, hey, man, this is crazy. And it's like, yeah, she's totally right to. But like the guy never like makes a solid case or like gets her to do anything. He's just like, you don't get it. No, dad's crazy. Yeah. It's like, didn't you learn from how you treated Danny that like just shouting? This is the thing I want you to think like that didn't work on anybody. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, God, that show. It's bad. And and also, like, like Claire, the freaking, like, every woman character who's, like, somehow in every show and is also now, like, trying to be a superhero and can also fight alongside two people who've trained martial arts their whole life and can also take out people who are, you know, side... Like right hand men of Madame Gao who works for the hand. I know that was I was kind of surprised. It's like, how did she like beat anybody? Like that that was that was a little like really? Like these two feel like I feel like if she could have beaten one of these people, like what is going on? Yeah. Yeah. She's only been training for a little while. So Yeah. But also like Madame Gao has the force apparently at some point, mm-hmm. And she never uses it again. Oh, yeah, that was the thing, too. I was like, what? She used her magic powers of magic, and now she's not? Like, Yeah, like, she's in real bad situations, and maybe it doesn't matter. Like, maybe she's just, like, immortal or something. Yeah. 
I don't. Like, yeah, this building will rot eventually. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, Maybe. <clears throat> or she could just like magic force push her way out of it. Maybe and, maybe it's just that she knew she can get out of it anytime, but she needed to taunt Danny Rand again because if that's your deal. Like seriously though, he's got like the lowest willpower rolls. <laughs> is yeah. <laughs> that guy. Yeah. Yeah. For a guy who's like trained with monks his whole life to like be totally zen, he like loses his loses it like constantly. Yeah, maybe maybe there's like I was gonna say maybe there's like lithium in the water there, and then that's why like everybody was like very calm and cool, and then when they get out to the real world, they're like shit, shit, son of a shit, shit, because they're like finally like coming off of that after like decades. Yeah, because <laughs> I mean the other guy did it too. Uh yeah, that's true. <laughs> the other guy did do it. Yeah, I think it's the lithium in the water. Oh yeah. There's or there's some kind of wacky tobacco or something up there. I don't know. Maybe it's the high altitude. <laughs> and they're like, oh yeah, we're super prepared. Yeah, it's gonna be awesome. <laughs> oh, also, why does things that are blue not taste blue? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's the dragon. <laughs> you know, <laughs> right? The dragon. <laughs> and that's why he got so pissed off he's like they're using the dragon to sell heroin that's our thing and our drug is way better no side effects it's a really smooth high (laughs) yeah that's it yeah what if the what if Lun was also just a drug operation. <laughs> yes. But they were like, they're just like, no, nah, man, our products, our products are way better. <laughs> yes. It's the, this is some real Hindu kush. <laughs> <laughs> the original Iron Fist was just a bong. <laughs> Passed down from generation to generation. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, you can take a real powerful hit. Exactly. Yeah. But I'm done with it. <laughs> and so now I can move on. Yes. Um, did you hear about any of the... YouTubers used losing like branding or losing money. Okay, so here's the thing YouTube gave advertisers like more filters to like tr- tr- change like what stuff their ads appear on. And one of the like key phrases or whatever was like depictions of war. And so some things that get flagged as this is stuff like game footage of modern warfare or modern war or like call of duty world war two that is coming out. Right. So any coverage like that gets flagged as depictions of war. And so they're automatically like being delisted from like AT&T and some of these other advertisers. So by that, so because of that, like they're not making as much money off of like an ad revenue off of these 
you know, off of this game coverage stuff that they've been doing. And I say, when I say game coverage, I mean, let's plays or whatever, you know, reaction videos, that kind of crap. Mm -hmm. And so, so yeah, so there's a big stink that was raised at like, oh, these YouTubers are like, you know, not, not making any money and all of their videos are getting demonetized because of this automated system that lets advertisers like pick what content their ads get run on. So anyway, a lot of the game websites are like being really sympathetic to these YouTubers of just like, well, they need to make a living and they've been, you know, making money off of these game videos for a long time for like Call of Duty and stuff. And I'm kind of like, well, you know, <laughs> it's always been up to the advertiser. Like that's what happens with an ad based business. Mm -hmm. Like the, like that's what happens with regular television as well is like, advertisers can pull their ads from stuff and you don't get as much money. Right. That's, that's when you're, when a hundred percent of your income is ad based, that's the risk you have. Yes. So yeah. I'm kind of like, so it's because, so because YouTube's advertisements are more targeted. Yeah. There's less revenue to go around for game streamers because <sighs> game companies aren't or because because non-game companies like you know you're not going to get like a commercial for tampax in front of a cutie pie video or something at this point i mean maybe you will but uh right but like you're not going to get you know you're not going to get an ad for like i don't know university of phoenix or something in front of gameplay footage for modern warfare or something like that right, right. possibly if they choose to opt out of like some of these, some of these specific phrases, yeah. you know, that videos can get tagged with. And so if they choose, they, they want to be part of warfare. Yeah. <laughs> right. If they're like, well, I don't want my product associated with war, then, then it'll get pulled from that. And so they won't get the ad revenue that could be generated from those ads playing. Right. Mm -hmm. Because I guess they might be paying more per click or something or per view uh, so then they get like, maybe they just get like other ads or they get fewer or something like that. I don't know. I don't know exactly how that works. But... Yeah, I'm not exactly sure how the income from YouTube ads works anyway. Because I, I, I do know like sometimes when I watch a video, there's an ad and sometimes there's not. And I don't know why. Yeah. And I always hit the skip button. That's all I know. Right. So, yeah. So the stink they were trying to raise was like basically like. One guy was like, yeah, I put a I put a two minute video up about like, you know, kinds of milk or something. And then I put a video up about Call of Duty World War Two and uh, and the two minute one about milk, you know, made like 40 cents per view. And the other one made like 10 cents per view or something like that. And so. Uh, so, yeah, it was like changing the monetization rate of these other of these certain videos. Well, clearly he needs to go into the milk video business. <laughs> Right. I mean, well, one, of profits. one, it seems like, well, your idiots are your, your idiot followers are going to watch whatever you put up there. So it could be something like reviews of milk and they'll still watch it. And the other thing is like, I mean, if you see that people are pulling ads for like a content that you create, you have to change the content you create. Yeah. Or change the service you, you, you post stuff to and hope that other people like follow you to that thing where you can make money yeah i think i guess maybe yeah i mean i, I can under 
I understand that it sucks for them, but I, I guess there's definitely like a, you know, uh, there's definitely at some point, like this was bound to happen, right? Like something like this was probably bound to happen. Like, yeah, you know, but like there's, there's definitely like a, you know, I don't, I don't, I mean, that, that kind of stuff, it's pretty hard to make. I'm surprised as many people make money as they do with that kind of stuff. Anyway, I'm sort of surprised. Yeah. I'm I'm surprised at how many people, like, there's people that are, like, really, that, and maybe this won't be the case in the future, but they're, like, really big successes on YouTube and, you know, would get, like, offers to, to have, like, a TV show where they would have, like, a much wider audience, but it wasn't as profitable, so it wasn't as, like, desirable to go do that because, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know either. But it's also like, you know, I guess the the reality that these people, I think, have to realize is that like. None of these thi- like to, you, you can't think that this is a long term career or that that is like sustainable. Well, but I mean, right? a lot of them have made it into that, though. So that's the thing. I mean. I well, I guess uh, I, I understand what you're saying. Like right. people. And I think that's maybe something that people in general entertainment are already kind of aware of that like just because like you you know you get a show and it gets picked up or you make a game you know that goes on a contract doesn't mean that you'll even finish the game right you know or your show like just because you got one season doesn't mean you'll get a second or a third and you always have to be prepared to change or like do something new yeah right and i think maybe that's maybe that's just a reality check that they're getting all of a sudden that like right because this this like method of like making money or you know making money based off of that kind of content creation is new and so i guess the people didn't look at other industries and think like oh yeah shows get canceled you know ad people pull money on things like you've got to be ready to move to the next project because you know you've got to nothing lasts forever right Everything lasts forever. <laughs> yeah, i i never I never understood that people made i I never could comprehend that people made money from that stuff. Anyway, but that's also because I spend very little time watching anything on YouTube. Yeah, so. I watch a few things on YouTube, but I don't watch any of those people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I watched. I found a. I found a channel. That's called Learn Engineering, and it talks about how things like, you know, uh, bridge rectifiers work and like diodes and that kind of stuff. I think that's really cool. But that's the kind of stuff that I lean towards on YouTube. I was just like, nerd. <laughs> when I hear that, like, bridge rectifier, I was like, is that a guy that like goes and like kills trolls? Like, what is that? <laughs> Uh, <laughs> and that's something that somebody that like goes to like old lady card games and like straightens them out. <laughs> gotcha. Your cards are all stacked crooked. It's my hands. Ah, shut up. I'll fix it. <laughs> I'll straighten your hands out. I'll straighten your hands out. Yeah, yeah. that's what it is. 
<laughs> snapping just all kinds of like thank you my poor fingers <laughs> was there anything else was that that, that, was, that was most of it um yeah. it was darksiders 3 but did you even play any of the darksiders games um i think i started to play one and did not finish it i think mm. i got a little bit of the ways in I don't remember that was when it was like like you're a you're a demon that kills demons and there's lots of demons but you're also like in like a city or something is that kind of kind of like in the yeah. first one you are the horseman of war that's right and then like somebody had like unlocked the seals to let the apocalypse loose and you were like that wasn't me and the evil people in the fireplace were like. It was totally you, and you got to fix it. And you're like, well, <laughs> Evil I guess people you're... in the fireplace. Satan? Is it Satan? It wasn't Satan because it was like there's like four of them or three of them. Yeah, I, I was like, so... and they all talk like they're in a, in a death metal band. Yeah, they all talk like this. That's okay. So I remember that, like, and I'm kind of like, what? Like, am I going to meet Jesus in this game? Because like, clearly... am I going to beat Jesus in this game? Uh, no, I said, am I going to meet? Jesus? Am I going to meet Jesus? Yeah, am I going to am I going to like run into Jesus in this game because it's like this is awfully <laughs> He comes down and he's like, "Who busted all my seals?" <laughs> Except he's more like, Ooh. I don't know, you got to do it more like a Jewish like like boy, like the uh what's his guy? Danny Hall dude. Uh you got to do it more like, like that like <laughs> Woody Allen? Yeah, it's more like a Woody Allen. Like I want Jesus to be played by Woody Allen cuz that's totally inappropriate. Um, and he'd do it. Yeah, of course. I mean, yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, who busted my seals? Yeah, just like something like a little bit like. This is crazy. This is crazy. All my seals. Who busted all my seals? Yeah, just like something like that. Where it's like a little bit more. But like, it was very like. There's there's a lot of games like that where I'm kind of like, do you know how Christiany this game is? Like, is there like. I, I don't know, like, some of that kind of stuff, where it's like, is this real Christian, or is this, like, some kind of other, like, mythology, like, non-Christian thing? Like, I don't understand. Is this a Christian game or not? No, it was a thing where it seemed like they really liked the imagery of, like, uh, Revelation. Uh-huh. And like, they were like... Yeah, I mean, it's scary. They were like, cool, cool, cool. Like, Four Horsemen of the Apocalypse, you know, one's death, and that's awesome. <laughs> but and, I mean, uh, like, that usually is preceded by, like, a second Jesus, right? Like, if I remember the book. Well, it's the original Jesus, but it's not like... <laughs> <laughs> Fine, not like Jesus... Like, not like, it's not Jesus 2, you like, know. Like, son of... Like, Jesus 2, son of Jesus, yeah. or something. But it's like, yeah, I mean, it's like, it's it's Jesus again. Yeah, fine. Yeah, like... But, I mean, it's like, there's definitely, like, a Jesus, then Horseman kind of order of things right he's heavily involved okay <laughs> <laughs> yeah like yeah the the and but but it's like yeah to me it, it was and that's why that's why i say like the evil people in the fiery place because they're just kind of like nondescript shape shapes of things in flame right. but it's definitely not like satan or but then no something. at no time do they explicitly say satan i think they do say demons right and i think you do like kill demons and i don't know and it's not like bayonetta where they also have angels as well but you're also like in that game you were fighting the angels and that was really weird 
but it's one of those things where they just kind of like take the things they thought were cool and jam that into their own mythology and they're just like i don't know this yeah. this is what it was okay because yeah that's just weird it's like because then there's also like some of the other games it was like okay god of war that's clearly a religious game right like you're yeah you know i mean you're the god of war right and you're it's killing like, all the other roman gods right it's like gods. okay so clearly like the romans were right like that was the religion and we're all screwing it up now you know, that's why that's what I say to myself when I play that game. Right. And then well, and now the new God of War is all like uh, or the, 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 the one that's coming out is at it, some point. It's like Norse or something. It's all. Yeah, it's all Norse, but yeah. it's still Kratos. But it's like, oh, also the Nordic Pantheon also existed. And there's Valhalla probably. Right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> right. And we're not even like we'll do it. We'll do our Egypt prequel later or something. Yeah, I think everybody wanted an Egypt one, but also like the setting would be super boring because it's like, oh sand, man, desert, right? Sand and more sand. Ah, a lot of a lot of sand and sand. Um, but yeah, then that was there's that one, and then and then like I don't know really anything about Dante's Inferno except that there was apparently like a naked man's butt. That was the one thing I remember somebody saying about that game. Oh uh, right, that yeah, that was but, also a game. But yeah, but then like Dante's Inferno, like that was like the like. Here's like the weird, like stupid version of like hell and punishment that like is totally not based on any like religious text no. that like every like every pretty much like every uh freaking Christian sect now like thinks like that's that's hell. That's how hell works. Oh, you know, well, but, that's that, that's a very like that's how a lot of like pop culture about a lot of pop culture Christianity, like references the circles of hell that are in Dante's Inferno, right? But also like the seven deadly sins, which is from something else, not the movie Seven, <laughs> but also not the Bible. <laughs> but it was in that Shazam uh, comic, sure, <laughs> Captain Marvel or whatever. Yeah, um, before he was officially coined Shazam. Yes. <sighs> yeah, it's a whole thing, right? But. Uh, the yeah, so it's like I don't like I don't know really even what that one was about, but it's like, well, I don't know what the game ended up being, but yeah, <laughs> yeah, I just I don't know if they just chose that because it was like in. I assume you're not playing the book in video game form because that's just not. You're probably not. You're probably not. Yeah. <laughs> You, you you don't go to the level where like all of the like supposed sodomites and stuff are burning and having sex with each other and then there's like the other level that's below that that's something else and yeah probably not probably not it's probably not that i don't think they i don't think that's a game they would have released i think it, i think i think it's just a like a worse god of war like rip off sort right. of game but yeah like i i just i don't know i i kind of think it's crazy like it's interesting that like the, I guess modern religions kind of becoming, uh, sort of a mythology layer for video games and stuff, and it's just all really weird to me. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> I mean, you could say there's. I'm sure there's all kinds of like bastardized like. I mean. There's all kinds of bastardized Western, like Eastern religion kind of stuff too, like the fucking you know show we were just going on, Iron Fist, like oh, right. Chi and all that crap. I'm sure it's part of some religion that I'm not. I don't know. Yeah, it's uh, there's all kinds of like things. It's a, 
It's a very least it's a concept that exists that's based on totally no science. And so for me, that basically qualifies it as an Eastern religion, like whatever it is, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah. And I mean, there's so many games that like involve demons or, uh, you know, like Japanese games that involve like spirits or ghosts or. Oni or. Yeah, yeah. All of that stuff that is like wrapped up in their own, like trappings of things. And that's why where you get the Japanese games that have the like, spirit charms that are like the weird pieces of paper you like pin to things and like that kind of stuff and uh and, and even like the yakuza game like you get like a piece of paper that like an, an amulet has like some kind of talisman on it like five stabbing defense this is just a piece of paper right <laughs> so there's all kinds of stuff where people like take just like from various cultures and just like throw it into a thing and go like i don't know that was neat like put that in there you know but it's yeah, so uh, I don't know. Video games get weird. When <laughs> yes. Yeah. At least they're not trying to like present like a a moral message or something at you <laughs> through those things. <laughs> right. Yes. And from what we've explained, there's clearly no moral allegory in video games because evil is always the most profitable action. Yeah. <clears throat> Unless you're making one of those like serious games and then like not playing is the most profitable action. <laughs> Because they're usually super boring. <laughs> well, that's five hours that are gone. <laughs> I can't get those back. Uh, but I guess I learned a lot about Darfur region. <laughs> <laughs> I just... <laughs> I, love, I love how you just like laugh at like the idea of learning about... <laughs> about war-torn areas. I'm laughing at the idea that you would even consider that you learned anything from one of those games. (laughs) It's so just like ham-fisted and just blatant about like, this is our message. Don't you get it? Uh, Okay. Some good like non-biased information here. Thanks. Uh-huh. You have to listen to me. It's important. <laughs> okay, Ward. Jeez. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, yeah, I brought that up because there's a third one. There's a third okay. Dark Siders. Okay. Just FYI. But it sounds like you haven't played either of them. No. I played the first one, and I quit playing the second one because it was boring. But <laughs> the first one was all right. Um, It was basically kind of like a... Everybody says it, but it's kind of like a God of War sort of combat style in a Zelda-ish sort of progression of like dungeon sort of stuff in semi-open world, but more directed. Mm-hmm. And then the second one like adds a bunch of extraneous crap, like like a very involved like weapon uh, crafting and like levels system. I knew you were going to say crafting system, and uh, then I also thought you might say card game, which was I thought would make you. Turn, turn off Oof. from it. No, there's no... I don't think... I don't remember a card game, but I also didn't get all that far in it. <laughs> there's two things that I... Or, or I would say there's three <clears throat> things that I know will, like, kill a game for you. Sometimes it's, like, an elaborate... Like, a pointless, elaborate crafting system will kill kill a game for you sometimes. Yeah. Uh, and then a card game... A mandatory card game or fishing game will kill, kill it for you. Yeah. <sighs> 
Uh, yeah. <laughs> like, you're like uh, I got to the point where I had to fish, and it spent more time explaining fishing than it did the combat, and no. And then I was out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But also, like, a mandatory card game, like, that's, that's what happened. Luckily, uh, luckily, Gwent wasn't so bad, but man... That could have been a deal breaker for for Witcher Three. Was like all of the Gwent business. <laughs> I still have like eighteen quests in my quest log. They're all Gwent. <laughs> no, I'm not doing it. Like if there was just a button I could push to be like Gwent skip, please. Like <laughs> flip a coin and say yes Gwent, no Gwent. You know, and just win it for me. Like I would rather that. Is there not like a console command <laughs> or something to just like cheat past them? Oh, I oh no. I think there's a I think there's a mod. You like a third party mod you can get to like get rid of all the Gwent stuff. Call it Gwentless. <laughs> yeah. So Okay, well that's all the topics I had. All right. So we got through it all. And it's probably a good time to wrap it up. Um What do you want to what do you want to call this one? I don't know. What was the what was the oh, I don't want to call it Muggle please. Well, maybe we should, but then there's also something about like evil is profitable. I don't Evil's know. the most profitable. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes. Probably don't want to call it anything about girl juice. No. Um. <laughs> They're all horrible. Yeah. <laughs> horrible ideas. <laughs> just, <laughs> just call it you kids. You kids. <laughs> I hate that so much. What was the what was one of your other ones? The Parabolics? The par- God, that sounds like a band. <laughs> Algebrats? Algebrats. That's it. There, it's finally one that you kind of like. <laughs> I mean, I also hate it, but it's like yeah, it's like lame enough to be like a kid's show about Math right, kids. like yeah, because like the villains, like I would have gotten away if it wasn't for those algebrats, and then they're like the algebras, yeah, and then they high five, yeah, exactly, and then that makes the that's algebraic catchphrase, yeah. Okay, the algebrats, <laughs> that's it. <laughs> Set free.